Oh, hi, and we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why this podcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect, because I like the song, You Don't Bring Me Flowers, all right? Leave me alone, just because Barbara got in there after the, You know what? We're not, we're not talking about music right now. Shut up. Leave me alone. Shut up. Part of this is follow through with the old adage, sometimes a journey is more important than the destination. My name, you can know me by, is Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much anywhere under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. Yeah, I'm a little sensitive about something. I'll, I'll tell you in a couple of moments. Let me go ahead and introduce you to who we've got at the moment, because this is going to be a little bit more entertaining than it. you might. Shut up. Never mind. Top left-hand corner, North America. Dallin, good evening. Hi. Good evening, and can I offer a piece of advice? Uh, does it have anything to do with the fact? You know what? No. Uh, go, sure. Yeah, what? Decaf. No. Uh-uh. No. Dirty bean water? I actually have not had nearly as much as you would think tonight, and I don't have anything to drink at all right now. Okay. Um. Yeah, no, we're, we're wandering into medical territory, and that's not my forte. Yep. Speaking of which, from a little bit closer to me than normal, not exactly the Midwest of the U.S., although it's dangerously close to cognitive dissonance territory, Bridget, broadcasting live from Cincinnati, Ohio, American Atheist Convention. How the hell are you, Han? I am good. I've made some new friends. I haven't slept in two days. Yeah, I heard about that part. Yeah, I mean, I tried. It just didn't happen can't imagine why see Dallin, i'm trying to make her feel a little bit better that she's like not the only one that's wired that's what it is i'm trying to be nice my eyes are bloodshot it's not from weed it's from not sleeping well last i remember it ohio does not too bad. have cannabis no they do not um and i would like to introduce you to a friend that i made here at the con yes and her name is gwen and i'm gonna hand it over to her works out good that way so hi gwen Hello. Hi, how are you? We're doing good. So, so everybody gets the uh, the understanding. Uh, Gwen has been very, very generous in uh, giving us some some video feed time and and data planned and and such. So, Gwen, thank you very much. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead? Spot. Not touching that with a ten foot MBS. So, go ahead and uh, however you'd like to go ahead and introduce yourself for everyone, which is not exactly a huge following, but even so. I'm Gwen, and I currently live north of Florida in Hudson. I mean, in Florida, north of Tampa, Hudson. I am. Um, it's Saturday night, so I'm drinking. It's the way it should be. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, what uh, what uh, what shows do you operate? He asked, knowing the answer is probably going to be like, "Who me?" Operate shows. Yes. Yes. Now, see, the reason why yeah. when it. See, the reason I did that is that uh, Bridget had gone ahead and said, you know, we do have a spot available for somebody once in a while, so. Oh, well, you know, I'm usually drinking on Saturday night. Do I have to be sober? Oh, hell no. Okay. All right. I'm in. You've actually caught, you've caught us both on a, on a rare uh, non-alcohol imbibing night. And my only okay. excuse is I don't have any mix. Trust me. I got enough, I got enough of the good stuff. Just after a few shots, I get heartburn, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm old. Now, 
Me too, believe it or not. Yeah. No, I tend to write more than I do like video or stuff, but nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. And uh so we will see. Uh as far as to being stone cold sober, nah, doesn't doesn't need to be that way. Uh I for the last couple of weeks months oh god it actually has been a lot of months uh i occasionally will buy a, a can or a bottle of beer to try and see if there is actually a beer that i like or tolerate well uh, tonight i don't have anything to drink yeah. so it's all well yeah no i I'm, I'm not a beer person but i like my hard cider and i like wine but i never like to drink so much that i can't remember what i did because when you show up at the pool the next day and everybody's going, whoop, whoop, Gwen, and you don't remember why, that's, like, embarrassing. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, I should uh, I should introduce her to the uh, the wine that I get every year, don't there you There you think? go, yeah. It's I a- will never forget when I was in college. Um, I, went out with, I went out on a really dirty binge with uh, uh-huh. my roommates. Like, it was it was bad. <laughs> I was having the time of my life. I had drank, I drank most of those kids under the table. Mm-hmm. I, look, I had two or three years on them. I figured I was more mature. Plus, I was born in a mining town in north central Manitoba. Uh, dr- I'm drinking, sorry? Is, no, drinking is something we know a little bit about. Okay. Yeah. So, needless to say, um, anyways, I got up the next morning, and one of my roommates, he like was shaking my hand and smiling, thinking. I didn't remember anything from the night before. When I gave him the play-by-play of his shenanigans, he kind of went, oh, crap. Actually, I'll be honest. The worst thing I do when I'm drunk is I sing children's songs because I spent a lot of time as a pastor's wife teaching children, and so I know a lot of really annoying children's songs. Aren't they all? He asked, knowing full well as a parent that, yes, he was right. Yeah, you're right. Yes. So, everybody, of course, thank you for being with us live. If you are, of course, paying attention live, take advantage of the live chat. I'm going to go down to the bar and find something stronger than hard cider. Uh, Remember, I made a suggestion for something for you to try if you've never had before. Oh, what was it? Like a woodpecker or something? Grasshopper? (laughs) Second one. Okay. Woodpecker, right? Although, although now I, I am going to start looking for a drink called a woodpecker. I'm sure you can find one. <laughs> oh, I'm anyway. right. Here's Bridget. You guys have fun. You too. Right thanks. Uh, see, this is this is the way that's going to be, everybody. So, of course, like I said, thank you everybody for joining us. If you're watching live, take advantage of the live chat. I know full well. Uh, Stephanie is there. Felis tripping. Hi guys. Yes, uh, American atheist is is you know doing their thing, and you know because it's. It's Easter weekend, and that's kind of the thing that they do, well, because why not? It's kind of a trifecta here this weekend, because... Oh, yes. Oh, okay, yes. so as of the time of this recording, mm-hmm. at least on my, my end of the spectrum, it's still April 20th, 420. So, mm. like, last last night I posited one of the greatest um, well wishes we could give people this weekend would be... Uh, happy chocolate or happy baked chocolate zombie Jesus Day, or weekend. Now, much it. Yeah, no, sadly, I was a bit of a domestic diva today working around the house. So I didn't manage to get out to uh, the uh, aforementioned uh, dispensary, since, you know, that stuff's legal up here. Um, mm-hmm. 
So no, I will not be blazing tonight. I, I will not be showing you what, uh, what I'm like high as a kite, which is probably a good thing. Um, let's just say get, me getting high alone is probably not a good idea. Not, not because I would like destroy stuff or anything like that. It's let's just say it's, it's, it's best for me in shared company and I'm going to leave it strictly at that. Okay. Okay. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. I have no idea. Personally, I have no desire myself, but um, either as it may. Yeah. Fair enough. So every once in a while, uh, we've got the very good likelihood that Bridget may actually end up having a, a couple of people uh, pop in, say hi, drop in on the conversation for a little bit. So if that does end up happening, of course, thank you very much. You have yourself, uh, you have fun trying to wave folks down. We don't really know um, who might, because, well, it's a conference and who knows, somebody might actually go ahead and say, hey, sure, my ugly mug on your show? Sure, why not? I could use the chance to be good for community service later, I guess. I don't know. We'll figure it from there. Hey, you know, uh, <laughs> good community service might keep you out of jail someday. Who knows? Well, yeah, that's 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 a thing. That's a thing. Anyway, mm -hmm. let me go ahead and uh, get everything rolling over here because Lord knows should really do that and i should really get my clock running over here there it is so i'm gonna do something i don't normally do with five minutes on your clock your five minute freestyle starts right now i'm going to read something that i wrote i know i know i don't usually do this i don't usually have written pieces i don't usually write down notes uh, it's uh, occasionally I will have, you know, bullet point items for myself, but actual conversations that I've written, I don't usually read those through every once in a while I do. And this is one of those items that of course came up on Facebook because I, I try to be respectful to a fault. Anybody that's watched what I've done, the screen caps that I've done of conversations on Facebook over on the uh, Holy Crap Facebook line. Yeah, you know, I've done screen caps of conversations that I've had, and I try to be as respectful as possible, all while respecting people's privacy. You know, I'll, I'll white out names and, and whatnot, just to just be nice about it. But I ended up having a conversation happen. The New York Yankees have discontinued the use of one specific version of God bless America at one of the breaks in the you know baseball games. I don't remember at what point it's probably the seventh inning stretch, whatever the case, but they discontinued a specific version because the person that was singing it has had, they, they recently, very recently found out that they had done very racist songs as well and there was a little bit of a backlash on this one shall we say so the person again i i don't even remember what the person's name is off this point so I, it doesn't really much matter but they had written unbelievable it was a different culture back then segregation people they're going to stop playing a song by a singer because she recorded a song that be, that can be considered racist in today's society. What next? 
Will people stop airing Al Jolson because he performed blackface? Political correctness gone too far. Now, before I go ahead and let you know my, my piece about this, Al Jolson performing in blackface, I have mixed feelings for because what he was doing was using it as a vehicle to show and get what was considered at the time, quote, Negro music, unquote, to the masses of the late 30s and early 40s. He was one of the few white performers that was allowed to come down into Black Harlem, as it was called at the time, and go into Black establishments and was not given any kind of a problem whatsoever and was welcomed because he was such an advocate to get the cultural masses to come back and forth to interact with each other that way. That being said, my response to this person was the following. The question is, was she practicing racism? Using slurs in the 80s like you're gay didn't change the fact that it was attacking someone's character by saying that they were a marginalized minority group, barely worthy of second-class status in society. And that was wrong, even if accepted. In the mid-40s, Jack Benny, one of the top old-time radio performers, was having his group perform on stage in St. Joseph, Missouri, and the hotel was refusing to host Eddie Rochester Anderson because he was black. Benny told the hotel, quote, if he doesn't stay here, neither do I. Jack did the right thing, even if the social norm at the time was to accept institutionalized racial discrimination. Saying it was a different culture back then is the same as saying we were wrong and doing bad things before we realized they were bad. So what? Everyone was doing it. We have a duty to ourselves and to society as a whole to own up to our uncomfortable shortcomings, accept them with honesty and humility, and learn from those mistakes so that we and others we influence don't continue making them. But then there comes a problem. Should the law change? <sighs> Damn it, my apologies. Oh, I'm sorry. I apparently had copied and pasted what I had written, and I thought that I had put enough room between something else. Oh. This is the first time I've actually copied and pasted something so that I could actually read it out to everybody, and I made a little bit of a screw-up in other pieces of stuff that I had put into my note page, which has been a little bit on the entertaining side, but actually that was the end of it. Uh, so the actual end of it was we have a duty to ourselves and to society as a whole to own up to our uncomfortable shortcomings, accept them with honesty and humility, and learn from those mistakes so that we and others we influence don't continue making them. The genie said it right. Yes, he can be taught. We can learn, and we owe it to ourselves and the people that we're around to learn and to grow and to influence the people around us so that we don't keep making the same mistakes and, by extension, 
they don't keep making the same mistakes because they're mistakes. They need to be stopped and they need to be corrected. This is episode 257 on the docket, Ronner. Blood Cult. Hey guys, this is going to be an uncomfortable uh, awareness for you, but um, I got news for you. The Abrahamic religions, Christianity, Judaism, Islam, they're blood cults, whether you like it or not. And trust me, I know for well there are going to be some people who are really squirming really hard with that. I get it. I understand. I was once Roman Catholic, Italian Roman Catholic. And when I started to figure this out because I listened to what other people had to say about it, yeah, I was really super uncomfortable too. So if you're squirming really hot and hard right now, I get it. I understand. But moving forward through stuff and learning isn't always a nice and easy, comfortable position to be in. Don't worry. We'll make sure that by the end of this, you'll understand and you'll have to actually own up to it and learn from it too. Before we get rolling, of course, uh, as usual, I did go looking for new information about Rafe Badawi. We don't have any new information as yet because, well, it's the way of things at the moment. So... As of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been six years, ten months, five days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still hoping. So let's go and uh, let's go ahead and um, try to explain what we mean by a blood cult. First and foremost, there are a lot of ways that you can go ahead and differentiate what you mean by a blood cult. Uh, a lot of ways that you can term it. Let's just start off with one of the easiest ones. Why does the great, all-powerful, almighty, all-knowing, all-seeing have to have bloods from goats painted on the door frame of a house to make sure that firstborn children in Israel don't get killed when he could just as easily have just, oh, let's let's just uh, ask Santa for his list and find out who's been naughty and who's been nice and just go down the list. Um, yeah. Let's, let's just start off with that one because, well, isn't that a good part of the Easter time frame? Specifically Passover? Yeah, I'm thinking it was just because the uh, the Israelite slaves were so busy, you know, making straw and mud bricks for their uh, Egyptian masters, uh, they never had the time to construct do not disturb signs. You know, um, just a thought. No, I, <laughs> I got, I got, I got nothing on that. Yeah. How do you know that the angel of death could have read the signs though? He was. That's just true. Bye bye. That, that's true. Um, I think though, like, okay, we all know the whole thing was a myth anyway, mm -hmm. but I wonder at the time 
that that thing was written, like the context they were going for, like, you're right. What is the significance of slaying a lamb and using the blood? What else historically in that area? Like what, what was the, what was the paradigm at the time? What, what else could that have signified like to the tribes at that time? Barbershop. You know, red stripes, white stripes, red stripes, white stripes. It's, it's, it's the best I got at this yeah. point. I don't even know. Well, no, like all I'm trying to figure out is just see if there was some kind of historical context um, to suggest why the writer would use such a, uh, such imagery. And honestly, I, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, around that time, child sacrifice was common. And there were even instructions in the Old Testament to sacrifice, you know, your firstborn. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, it was just a part of their thinking, uh, you know, to appease the gods. Uh, you know, yeah. Jews used to be polytheistic and didn't become monotheistic until later on. Okay. And if you look, you know, look at how they addressed Elohim, that was plural for gods. And Elohim was, you know, married, had a wife. Um. You know, but it clearly says in the Old Testament, you know, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And that's acknowledging that there were beliefs in multiple deities. Hmm. Elohim, isn't that, um, isn't that what the Raelians use? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, that's just what the Jews used also. Wow. <laughs> yeah, before they went ahead and changed his name to something that was otherwise Yahweh. supposedly unpronounceable, right? Yahweh. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which yeah, we can we can all say, guys, go ahead and type it and say it together, Yahweh. No, 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 but but remember, Shujin, you can't really embrace the power of the name unless you pronounce it in its original Klingon. You yes. should know that. I, I do, I do, I do know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, funny, funny. Okay, as a side piece to that, um, one of the uh, one of the artists that I know who's who's worked on a lot of cartoons, including My Little Pony, by the way. Mm -hmm. so good on her. Uh, uh, her son is uh, is learning uh, German right now with Duolingo, and I had gone ahead and made the made the joke that you know the next the next language to work with is just obviously Klingon because it's all using the same phonetics. So, you know, I'm 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 sure that uh, I'm I'm sure that there are some people right now who are just like German does not sound like that at all. That was funny though. German's very scary, especially if you. Yell if it. you if you yell I love you in German, oh my god, you gotta have people looking at you going, uh, do I do I need to defend myself here? Should I get mace? Yeah. I don't I don't I don't I don't know what it is. I gotta hmm. and uh tripping, uh you know what? Uh, close enough. Yahweh. I I see the funny part of it is supposedly Yahweh written in Hebrew is supposed to be an unpronounceable name because there's like a, a, a letter, a phoneme that's supposed to be missing. So you're not supposed to be able to say the name. I don't get that personally because, I mean, if if I can learn how to say Doshis Aliexpiastic Frederick Alarupus, you can go ahead and learn how to say God's name, okay? Yeah, there's some people right now that are going, Wait, what? Yes, that's the way it's supposed to be said. Docious Aliexpiastic Frederick Alarubus. Blame my mom. And if you don't know what that is, you need to you you need to go back through the old Disney catalog when they were still good with live action. Yeah. 
I don't know. Anyway, uh, so let's see. Uh, barbers were surgeons in the Middle Ages. Surgeon, a bit of out of context. Uh, Steph, I know. I know. That was the point. Gosh. Oh, speaking of blood atonement, this is just a little funny aside that happened uh, yesterday here at the conference. Um, there was somebody that came by with a cross, a very lightweight cross, mind you, um, to protest us. And they were taking prayer requests and actually nailing prayer requests to the cross on post-it notes with real nails. Light, what a lightweight. Wait, 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 yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look, look, look. My Facebook feed is filled with uh, images of people of, of people who are nailing themselves to the cross this I weekend. Know, but this was post-it notes with prayer requests that were nailed on to protest us. You, no, 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 no. It I, was I, funny. Wow. I, no, I, I, I got you. I got you. I got you. So, so here, here's, here, here's my question. Uh, does 3M know that apparently their sticky stuff isn't good enough to hold on to hunk of wood? That's 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 where I was going on that one. <laughs> that's funny. Honestly, you know, I look at that, I think of that, and the kind of laugh that goes through my head is the same kind Deadpool had when he was gonna run over that guy with a Zamboni. <laughs> you know, it's like your your daily post-it notes to, to a cross. <laughs> and, it, and like you said, it was a lightweight yeah. cross, so I'm pretty sure it wasn't wood. It was either balsa, unless it was like balsa wood or I don't know, paper mash, plywood or something. Yeah, it was. It was not very heavy. I, I wonder if he, if the person who carried it up, if it was on wheels, like on the. It bottom. was not. It was not. They were carrying it sideways with very little effort. Wow, eating. That's just you know. <sighs> well done, just showing us how much you're willing to put it. I'm sorry, a golf clap, golf clap. Well done. Yeah, Dad, it's, you know, you, I don't know. Like, um, who was it? Uh, somebody, somebody here locally who's who's on one of my Facebook feeds, uh, Jazz. I think she saw somebody with uh, with a lightweight cross doing the whole thing. It was like praying after her, or something. And, and it's like there, there's probably well, I mean, okay, given the fact that the Romans did actually crucify people, that was an actual punishment in Roman history. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you could figure out the actual weight of one of those crosses. Tell you what, you want to impress me? You haul, you haul that, yeah, you haul that some bitch a couple of miles, and then be able to stand up and say, like, yeah, okay, I did it. You know, the the power of God or whatever. I might respect you for the fact that okay, you've got some physical endurance and you were willing to put in the effort. But all these people running the 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 paper mache or the ones with little training wheels on them and stuff like that. Come on, give me a break. Now I'm thinking of the one guy that was trying to go up the escalator and got the top is stuck into the into the uh, oh god I gotta find that later. Yes, you do. I gotta I gotta see that. <laughs> I, I will I will find it. Uh, it, it is it is it, it is adorable. I gotta somebody put in the dually so I uh, so I don't forget. Uh, you know you know what you guys need to do the next time that there's somebody who's going around with a cross who's protesting American atheists or, or any other atheist conference for that matter, as many people as possible should go out there with Dracula capes <laughs> and just walk around. Where is your God now, Renfield? Where is your God now? <laughs> well, we kind of, not with the capes, but we kind of did that to someone today and it was kind of funny. I have to tell you later what happened. 
but no. we're still standing. Lightning did not. Nope. Well, now, see, okay, now, see, wait we a second. We were being rebuked. Nothing happened. It was, yeah. No, see, they, they, were, they were using a cross, which means that you'd be looking for uh, frogs and insects, uh, which is uh, a damn sight different. If it was uh, lightning and such, uh, oh, what would you have to walk around with? Okay, so you'd have to walk around with a, a, a golden, no, a white goose? Golden, a golden Oh, 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 that's what you need. If, if you're going to go ahead and uh, fight fire with fire, uh, probably a bad choice right about now. Um, you could get, oh, Callie would love this. Fight the the super Christians who are out there with the big, with the big pole kind of things going around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, get gold glitter to throw at them and say, may Zeus come on to you. And most people oh. would not get it, but it, I mean, the <laughs> glitter would get into friggin' everything. Mm. It would be, it would be glorious. Yeah, it would. It was a little too windy and rainy for that, but yeah. I don't care. I still love the idea of a golden but, shower of glitter. Yeah, I really shouldn't say that. Either. Yeah, you're, you're on the precipice there, shoot. I'm pissing yeah. in the wind on this idea. I know what. What do you? What do you would you would you like to say hi to Tucker Drake? Hey, sure. Or, okay. See, this is do whatever you want to do. Okay, so you guys that are that are watching and listening to the whole thing, I mean, the 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 idea of getting even with folks with the the golden sprinkle because Zeus. If you don't know about that one, you should really look that one up. Yeah. Um, let's face it: the Greek gods were not exactly. Uh, blood sport guys they were just high school drama folks more than anything else mm, a little bit more than yeah there, there was um oh god can you just imagine the porn stuffed in under their bed stuffed in their <laughs> bedrooms holy shit <laughs> well you, you you did have you did have the snake haired lady who'd made everybody hard for her. by the way tucker hi oh, hi <laughs> perfect timing wasn't it right there it's just oh. see when you when you know your mythology it's amazing what you can get away yeah. with tucker yeah. how the hell are you dude uh not sober so in mm. other words you're off to a good start is what you're saying yeah yeah all right <laughs> it's, so, it's such a good damn thing we're not monetized on this channel because <sighs> oh like well, we would care oh yeah. no no actually because see, this would be product placement if you guys were monetized. You could sit there and say, "Ah, yes, this is the lovely Boulet bourbon, which you know is bringing you this hour of holy crap the vlogcast." Never mind that it's made in Kentucky, so they're all religious fucks there. Yeah, my um, at work, uh, one of my jobs is uh, is cutting maps for. A program that we do for street routing and stuff and i might be doing a job in kentucky here pretty quick or like doing a map for kentucky so the discussion came up <laughs> and of course the second and the first the first two things that come to mind in kentucky are is jack daniels or is it jack daniels no no jack that, daniels that is made in tennessee right and jack daniels is swill yeah well yes on both points <laughs> yeah so we definitely got that one wrong uh, but then, of course, the other one, of course, is the Ark Encounter. Mm. And oh boy, yeah, if I remember right, I think uh, I think some of the folks made their way over there. 
just you know, because I, uh, one of my coworkers was down in a state bordering Kentucky. And if he drove for two hours after doing his onsite, he could have been at the Ark Museum. And I told, I asked him, like, are you thinking of going? Uh, I think he said they closed at five. <laughs> and of course, he's done at five. You know, oh, there you go. And I yeah. don't think they're open weekends. Um, there was some kind of deal that they had if you showed up at the Ark Encounter with your atheist you know american atheist conference badge they would you know let you in at a cut rate and give you a free ice cream sundae and i was talking with uh no illusions we were outside smoking cigarettes because you know <laughs> you have to go outside and smoke in this part of the country and he said that there was you know a few people took him up on it and even then they said, oh, we had more people show up than we expected, so we can't do everything that we were supposed to do. So I guess some of the people who showed up didn't get their Sundays. Well, yeah. that's just. Well, not, you know, and, and th that's one of those things. It's like, I, I really don't know if there's any ethical way you could actually show up and do that stuff. Even if you turned around and said, okay, he did get 20 bucks or whatever it is for parking for me. So I'll give 20 bucks to some atheist cause or Planned Parenthood or whatever. I, I just don't know if there's an ethical, uh, but I, I, I can say from what Noah told me, there's going to be some fun tales in the near future on a lot of atheist podcasts because of that. Well, like me personally, I would go just to marvel at the scale of absurdity <laughs> that it is. I mean, I've, I've seen, I've watched, oh God, let's see. I've seen, I think, uh, two of Seth's videos. Um, I saw one, I think, from the Utah Outcast. Now those guys, holy crap, you want to talk about a fixation? Yeah. Uh, every week, I, I, I see they, they do some kind of hangout. It's the three of them. And they they got their finger on the pulse of the numbers of of the Ark Encounter, uh, basically how their attendance is doing, how much money they're losing, this yeah. and the other thing. Like the, those three have massive hate boners for ten now, <laughs> and and you know, fine. I mean, the That's, guy is yeah. definitely not worthy of you know half the stuff. And it's funny too. Every time I I see a video of him talking, and I still can't wrap my head around this, and maybe just my own naivete. But he always talks about, you know, well, we have lots of our apologetics for sale. And I'm like, okay, I've always heard um, the word apologist used in a negative sense. It, that's, um, it, but, you, yeah, but like the fact that he embraces this. Well, well actually, and and forgive me, I, I, I mm -hmm. cannot track down the details, but there's actually... Yeah a legitimate reason to use the term apologetics. I agree uh, that it sounds like you're making excuses or whatever. Uh, but when I read the, uh, the actual definition of it, mm -hmm. I, I was like, Oh, okay. It does make sense that they're using that term. It's one of those things that, uh, you know, our language has evolved and that term is sort of a hanger on uh, the, like the, um, 
I cannot think of a good example. I mean, I can't. There's uh, a certain word for miserly okay. that sounds like a racial slur, even though the two are no way related. I think I know the one you're talking about, and I am not going to say it. Right, right. Um, it, that's the way that the, the term apologetics came about. Okay. So it, it certainly it sounds like one of those things like, well, gosh, you're just making excuses. No, they're well, I mean, obviously they are, yeah. but no, that's, not what the, that's not what the term originally meant. But because okay. the way language has changed, mm -hmm. it sounds awkward now and they can't think of a better term. So that's what they use. Um, yeah, no, that, that, that makes that, that makes sense. I mean, he's definitely not helping the integrity of the word or not, not no, helping put it in a positive no, light, no. just given who he is and what he does. Mm. Um and, and there's uh, a definite danger with him. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a, a couple of items from uh, Evolution False, who's watching, by the way. Hi. Thank you very much. Uh, who's saying, uh, and if uh, I believe it's Latin, I could be wrong. So mm -hmm. my pronunciation is going to be based on how I remember that to be gone. Uh, apologia, I believe is how it's pronounced. I, I could mm -hmm. be wrong. So you, if I'm wrong, you know, fuck off. Don't worry about it. Uh, means to make a defense of a case. In the original Greek, oh, <laughs> so, no, so it's, it's Latin in its original Greek. I love it. Yeah. Okay, you know, I shut up. In the original Greek, it means a legal defense. I am an apologist on Discord. You know, I think this is the first time I've ever had somebody that was in in the in the show, other than myself, blatantly going ahead and making reference to My Little Pony. So thank you very much. It's nice to not be the only one anymore. Well done. There's only a handful of people that actually know what I'm talking about. Don't worry about it. It's not actually, I thought so, he was referring to the software platform for a second. I'm like, what? Yeah, exactly. Well, so, I, I was, who, who, need, who needs to defend Discord? That's a damn good program. It's it, it's actually when it works. Well, it, it works. Yeah, that's yes, true. That's yeah. true. There's a, there's a whole other thing. Yeah. Another time. Another time. Yeah. Anyway, but... Yeah, so uh, as far as everybody going down and and you know getting an opportunity to check out the folks, yeah, I guess it makes sense. But at the same time, there's got to be a whole bunch of people that are that were just going over to the uh, the Ark Encounter just for, I mean, let's face it, just to be able to say, yeah, okay, yeah, that's off my bucket list. I don't need to go ahead and do that again. I, I think that's about the only thing I could do, and and if I could write it off, I'd be happy. How's Fair enough. Doing? Oh, good, good lord, it's you! Yeah, let me hand it over to Callie. Fair enough. Holy and um, yep, and ev uh, evolution. Uh, it means defense of the Christian worldview. Not a worry. And and thank you, by the way, for actually you know injecting something that qualifies as like smarts. Appreciate that. I, yeah, great uh, yeah I, I done got learned. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Hey, I love that. Hey, you know what? Expanding knowledge is what we're all about. Thank you very much. That was awesome. Yep. And joining us from uh, from over there, uh, Bridges Computer and all, Ms. Kalira. Hi. Hello, Calliope. Hello. Hello. How are you? Fantastic. How are you? It's been a very long time since you and I were going head to head against on, on Jake's show. So it's nice Far to see long. you for a chance. Far too <laughs> long. I can't stick around because uh, we were actually just getting ready to roll out, but I uh, I love y'all, and I definitely wanted to say hi. Well, Good to see you, you again. Yeah. We miss you. We'll get to see you again sometime soon. Yeah. Where are you guys going off to? Or are you going pub crawling? 
Uh, yeah, we're just going to run over to a bar with a couple of folks we want to see before the night ends. So, Of course you are, because, I mean, drinking is far and away more important than us. We understand that highly. Actually, won't be doing any drinking. I got all that all of that out of the way the last two nights. I'm staying sober tonight because I have to drive home, so I enjoy being alive. <laughs> last two nights. Yes. Yeah, this is starting, Dallin, this is starting to sound a lot like Anthrocon, isn't it? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> you you know right, what? At, at least. Love you guys. Uh, yeah, take care. You take care, hon. Thank you. You know, at least the last time I went to Anthrocon, I got drunk. It was at a church. Yes. Well, to, to be fair. To be <laughs> To be fair. It, it, uh, it was a church. Was it was. Time. Yes. What was being the operative term, but still, it, it was a church nonetheless. And, uh, oh, boy. Oh. That, that's it, when I learned that that craft beer done right is a very dangerous weapon. <laughs> can't imagine why. And now, wow, Callie, you've changed your entire facial structure and your clothing, and you've got the Mr. T thing. Who, oh, my God, Callie is Zartan. You're going out LARPing now. Hi. Yeah, who right. the hell are you? Life is a LARP. I mean, well, that's done. pretty much when you're born, you know, you roll your character and everything. Yeah. yeah. Life is a LARP. Some of us do it well, and the rest of us end up on YouTube. Yeah. Some of us wish we could just do this and immediately just consult the DM and be like, okay, so tell me more about life. Okay. Uh, well, isn't that what like all the churches and stuff try to do? Right. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, God, please tell me what the hell this is all about. Yeah, which is, you know, and uh, of course, now, now I'm imagining Joel Osteen sat, walking around with a microphone in one hand and his other hand uh, up, you know, raised to the sky with his fingers crossed. <laughs> you know, going along with the idea that uh, talking about Christianity is a blood cult, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great if God were to actually talk to us in bloody noses? Wouldn't that just make so much more sense? No. With everything else. In the well, Church of Hard Knocks? You know, I was going to make an Annie reference now that you said that, but screw that. So, mystery guest, why don't you actually sign in properly, please? Well, what is this? What's my line from, like, the 50s? Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I'm Phil. It's just plain old dumpy Phil. <laughs> okay. You know, and, and here I was thinking that there was going to be a, a joke about the pitch spoon of insufficient light but sure yeah well okay phil good to see you hi so what is it that you do that you're over there at the conference and all um actually first uh this is my first american atheist uh but hmm. prior to this um i think this is the second year i've been unconvinced that god exists and uh essentially after that i got in touch with an atheist youtuber and was like, you know what? I used to tithe. I used to give a lot to the church, and that's caused a lot of harm. I want to find a YouTube channel that I really like. I want to find someone who's giving content that I really like, who is maybe not as well-known, and I want to see if my contributions can help. And so uh, this person ended up organizing a conference called Faithless Forum Mm -hmm. uh, and down in Dallas, Texas, and I run hacker conferences um, as well in Indianapolis. And so, yeah, so I lent my talents there, and uh, we ended up, uh, you know, forming a little bit of a board for a conference called Faithless Forum, and 
Yeah, it was just a nice YouTuber conference. And then uh, this year we have a lot of other YouTubers coming to uh, to do that. But yeah, that's kind of been my involvement in the atheist community, if you will. But uh, yeah, this is my first AACon. It's just two hours away from me. So it's kind of silly for me not to be here. So um, I decided to come on down and see what it's all about. Seen a lot of people that I've seen all the time, some people who helped me on deconversion. And, uh, you know, a little bit of fanboyish stuff going on because I have like 10 things I want to say to them when I first see their face. And they're just casually walking by because they're normal people. And I'm just utterly like words.exe has suffered a catastrophic failure because I have 10 things I want to say at once. Yeah. This uh, that was that was me at the, the first shift of reason convention a couple of years ago uh, where I got to meet Seth Andrews face to face. Mm. As well as Arn Raw, um, also met um, uh, Matt Delahunte, but he was a little under the weather, so I didn't want to shake his hand because uh, I really didn't want to catch that cold. Oh my god, he was homeboy was not sounding so good. But um, no, I had uh, I had a chance to to meet and talk with with the two of them. Um, found out that Arn is not as tall as I thought. It turns out I've got three or four inches on him. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, 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 please forgive. Uh, Dallin, even though it doesn't show it on, on camera, it kind of takes away about three meters of his height on, on screen. He's, How tall is he? I'm only 6'3". Oh, oh, I'm 6'4". So there like, you go. Our, All right. Fine. was about what I thought he would be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, now that being said, I mean, yes, Aaron, okay, he, he is tall, but not too tall. No, no, no. But no, I, I can I could never do the let's face it, he goes on camera, people get scared. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean you, you look at the guy, he's like he's like what Ming the Merciless should be <laughs> <laughs> in terms of intimidation factor. Yeah. Um because he came over and admired because I was wearing a utila kilt uh yesterday and uh he came over like i was just talking with someone at a booth he came over and said you know hey you're killed blah 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 and i didn't hear anything he said because i looked at him and i'm like i have 10 things i want to say to you right now and yeah. all that came out of my mouth was Bruh. and then he just looked at me like okay you're weird and he like went away i apologized to him later and i was i explained the whole thing as they just did now and he just kind of laughed you know laughed it off and we just talked about some other stuff it was yeah. funny though very cool. Uh, really quickly, uh, I'm going to actually ask you a, a question that's actually on uh, on point for the show at the moment. But uh, oh, I cool. wanted to specifically uh, mention, because we've got the, the live chat going on also, uh, Evolution False, by the way, uh, I wanted to specifically let you know, and I, I sincerely hope that you are still watching with us right now. Um, oh, EF wanted, is on here? I'm sorry? Oh, EF is on here? Uh, Evolution False, you are familiar with? Uh, I've spoken with him a few times on Discord. Ah, okay. Uh, Evolution Falls, I, I wanted you to know, again, assuming that you're still watching at the moment, uh, I wanted you to know that you did go ahead and you did say uh, that you are Christian. I don't have a problem with that at all, and I wanted you to know that you are welcome to be in here, talk with us, chat us up with everything else that's going on. We, I did not know anything about you before you went ahead and gave us new information and taught us a little something. So thank you. Uh, I would ask that you simply follow along with the usual unwritten rule, which is just follow Wheaton's rule and everything's cool. Mm -hmm. And Wheaton's rule is don't be a dick. That's all. 
that's as far as everything goes we try to be respectful out we would hope that folks are the same way in and even the folks that are less than genteel with us we <clears throat> not over we, sorry we we try to be nice with them and yeah we it's a whole other thing <laughs> something we can all drink to absolutely Eddie's, oh sorry uh by descent uh, born and raised canadian but um ancestry traces traces back to norway so I, I see the horn. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's on a belt loop. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, topic wise tonight, uh, we we're really kind of going with the idea of since it is Easter, of trying to make it a little bit more known because people don't really think about it, and I I never thought about it while I was Roman Catholic, is how much the Abrahamic religions are a blood cult. And the first thing that we had gotten onto was, you know, a Passover, especially because, well, you know, that's, that's old Testament stuff. And that's one of the baseline of the whole damn thing. And painting the, the door frame with lamb's blood, yeah. because, and, and it just kind of follows down from there. And, and so, so I was kind of wondering if you, if you wanted to kind of forgive the terminology, inject anything else into the, Whole so, area with it all. Yeah. So imagine this. Um, estimated in the numbers count of the first five books of the Old Testament, um, essentially you have around about a million Jewish people that come out of the land of Egypt and form the nation of Israel after, of course, they go and slaughter all the people in the land. Um, so there's a blood cult, right? But, but, but more to the point of what you're bringing up is there were very specific laws about sacrifices. And if you go through and you actually look at how much they were to actually sacrifice monthly, quarterly, semi-annually, <laughs> annually, it's like taxes almost. Um, imagine everybody or every household um, bringing forth an unblemished lamb or a dove or something. And you bring it before the priests. Imagine that line. You know, you imagine lines at Disneyland or Disney World or whatever. There's lines, and there's express passes for the lines too, uh, to <laughs> to go up and offer before the priest your uh, sacrifice, and you have to place your hand on the head of that lamb while they slit its throat and empty out all of its blood into lavers that then get poured out. Now imagine a million, just a million, just a million households having to do that, or even just a hundred households. How much blood is that? How much blood is half a million lambs pouring out from this temple? Uh, you almost have to have plumbing just to deal with, and they did have plumbing to deal with getting blood out of the temple. And then of course there's blood on the various horns of the altar and everything. Uh, and that's just for maybe a peace offering, or that's just for, um, you know, oh, I sinned the other day because I um, had sex with my wife while she was menstruating. Oh, no, I'm unclean, and now I need to go offer my sacrifice, right? And now here's my annual sacrifice. There's a lot of blood. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, if uh, Depending on what your definition of blood cult is, yeah, it's there's a lot of blood. There's a lot of death involved. Um, and I could get into like the ideas of like probably why they wanted to put those types of images in people's minds, but 
why did any of the other uh, pagan religions uh, from the Ugarit society, which is where um, Israel comes from, is the Ugarit society, which Elyon is just one of those gods, which is Yahweh. Um, Baal was another one. Astaroth is another one. Um, and they're mentioned in the Old Testament. Um, they all demanded some kind of sacrifice. So, I mean, that whole entire area is a, you know, very blood cultist society, which kind of goes forth to prove again that really the Old Testament isn't anything special. The Bible isn't anything special. It's pretty much stating the logic that people had at the time. There's nothing special. There's really no divine revelation there except for um, here's the reason why you really need to believe in me and sacrifice those goods to me rather than to Baal. Now, there's another piece that, uh, okay, uh, I want to I want to go ahead and make sure I lay this down uh, because of the way that the way that this whole medium works, uh, evolution, uh, because a we've got a time delay. B typing, unless you're like a serious touch typist, is going to have a delay and whatnot. And C this really isn't a good medium for doing a lot of debatey type of stuff. Um, all right, let me let me let me kind of put it out there. Uh, Evolution False had gone ahead and said, uh, evolution is a blood sport too, full stop period. And that was the only, that was the only sentence. Now, the reason why I'm, I'm specifically bringing this out is not that I'm trying to rag on you, not by, not by any stretch, but that if you were trying to get into something that quite, kind of qualifies as like debatey kind of stuff with us, this really isn't the medium that we're going to be able to do something like that with just because of the way that stuff operates um i can i can understand and appreciate that you have a, a a an opinion on this for this area and i'm not saying don't do it it's just that please understand that if you're going to go ahead and type more and more and more that's got to do with this kind of thing it's going to be really 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 tough and difficult for us to have any kind of a meaningful back and forth because of the way that the medium is for this kind of thing so if if what you're trying to get across doesn't come across, please, please understand that's just the way that this ends up being. I want you to understand, like I said before, try to be super respectful with everybody as much as we can. So just understand that that's the way that that is. And I'm, I'm, we're not trying to, we're not trying to downplay anything that you have got to say with us all. Now that I've got that out of the play. Uh, <laughs> and Doc, hi. Uh, what have you walked into? Okay, uh, first the earth cooled, and then the dinosaurs came. They got too big and fat. They, you know, I'm not going to do that whole airplane. No, I, I, I think I already answered later. the question. I, I told you? them uh, what you walked into is what we don't talk about on Fridays. It pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there's a, a bit of context there, Phil. Um, just uh, Shuja and I do another show on Friday nights, which is uh, much more comedy based. Yeah, a lot lighter than this. Um, and actually, one of the reasons this show started was because sometimes these heavier topics do hold interest to us, but not necessarily to the audience we were playing to before. So uh, that's where this kind of came up. Um, yeah, and uh, this uh, this Dr. Waxen or whatever, uh, this, this guy who's in our open chat, uh, he's again one of our uh, Friday uh, listeners. Oh. So he's like, oh, maybe I'll give it a shot. And he's probably going to regret it from now on. It's it's, it's <laughs> possible a little bit. Uh, you know, it 
and now you understand why we don't talk about some stuff on Friday and we kind of say, yeah, not this show, not this show. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Divide your audience a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So the um I guess one of the, the one of the things that um that uh, evolution had said that uh, I'm going to kind of glom onto for a couple of seconds over here is exactly what he wrote. Evolution is a blood sport too. I want to very specifically center on the piece of blood sport because we know full well from, from talking through this stuff. And, I, and I'm sure that, you know, Phil, you, you, you know, this all too well words and terms and phrases have a lot of baggage to them. Mm-hmm. Let's put it this way. Uh, we, we are old enough, collectively, all, all three of us are old enough to remember when the term hacker very specifically was thought to be synonymous with a cracker and a freaker. And, you know, we, we know full well that these are three terms and the term cracker has got a, like three different terms that people, depending as to the context, will use it for and Sometimes it's not about soup. Sometimes it's about actually breaking and entering electronically. Not that anybody knows about that anymore, because I mean, who watches, you know, war games, whatever. But using the expression blood sport, that's something that uh, I think that you, Dallin, and I would probably agree when we hear the expression very specifically blood sport, we would be thinking something more along the lines of, well, gladiator games where it is yeah. a literal you you bloody someone, uh, you know, to to show that you have you have bested them in in personal combat, right? And I mean, it's, gladiator battles were used as a way to take slaves or take other people, and you know, essentially amuse yourself with them getting beaten by their fellow slave or fellow captives or by animals. And um, you know, that's a conscious process, right? By people doing that, and depending on what the person, what by what EF means by, oh, this is a blood sport evolution. Um, um, it's, a, it's a bit different because when you have like a blood cult or a blood sport, that's a conscious process. That's something that humans specifically do. Whereas evolution is a natural process of just, um, you might as well say something like a black holes are an, are like an antimatter sport. Like they, they suck in matter and they shoot out antimatter in some ways. Well, radiation and, uh, or they suck in the antimatter rather and uh, shoot out uh, radiation. I mean, uh yeah, I mean, these are natural processes that take place. Um, I, I would probably need to understand more of what that means, but it, and the surface level, it seems like a two quo quo fallacy at the very least. Well, okay. Um, my my two cents in on this one, and I actually I need to actually give a shout out to Bill Nye for this one. Sure. Who actually no, who actually taught me this one? This was in the debate with him and Ken Ham. Um. We've got to go ahead and uh, jump off and uh, let another visitor jump into this one. Okay. So. Sure. Thank you, Phil. Have yourself a great yes, weekend. Be on the show. Take care, man. Thank you, Ben. I didn't think this was going to be so popular. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for the next person to come so that I can have my theory soundly rejected by somebody else who's in the uh, <laughs> who's on the crew here. Oh, oh hold it. I muted your microphone hold on one second let me uh, unmute it there hello oh my god he's not allowed to be on the show he's got a better voice than me what's wrong here <laughs> you'll have to excuse me 
So, oh, yeah. hello, who are you? Hello, I'm David. My, my, my name is David Kleene. It's K-L-I-N-G-E. And I uh, work with Recovering from Religion. I'm one of the uh, board, of, uh, board of directors. And you'll very have cool. to hear because I've, been, I've had a very long day and I have had uh, a couple of drinks. But. You know, Somehow, for everybody we've had on the show so far, that seems to be kind of par for the course. So <laughs> no problem. We are no, at no an atheist convention. You have to expect this. Oh, we uh, we understand about being at conventions and the drinkings that, that oh, happen of. In various I'm ways. Canadian. I can relate, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Washington State. I'm basically Canadian. Oh, fair enough. I've been to Washington State a couple times. Loved it. Anyway. <clears throat> but um, we're... Uh, Oh, okay. So, Dallin, you were you were you were going to say uh, Bill Nye's thing. Yeah. Okay. So we've all heard the phrase "survival of the fittest," and there's always been, and I I followed the Smith's conception too that what it meant was only the strong survive. But to borrow a um, almost a Masonic turn of phrase of the word "fittest," it is not the strongest who survives. It is who fits into the environment best that survives, and that's evolution. So I wouldn't necessarily call it a blood sport per se, where it's all the competing forces. It's the one who adapts best to their surroundings. And of course, it's over a very long, drawn-out period of time. You know, um, if evolution creates a better predator, it's not because of, uh, you know, they were beaten and eaten over so much time it was that they just learned to do better they they, they learned to hunt hunt uh, smarter those genes for who had the now potential to hunt better were passed on because they were more successful they fit better into the environment and i i, I say masonic turn of phrase because i i once heard a title of a uh, of a mason called most worshipful brother and it, it sounds immature but um they actually broke down the entomology of all the words and it's english it is actual english most english teachers were probably flunky on it but no you could actually go and degree and find out that phrase is legitimate so let me let me let me kind of pitch this one over your way because um uh i think some people really kind of get a a a bad idea as to how evolution ends up working because uh e even though you are uh you are uh chem slightly chemically altered at the moment i guess is probably the nicest way of putting it um i don't know if slightly is the right adjective but okay um you are <laughs> chemically altered at the moment how about let me i i know uh, I know it's going to sound like I'm, I'm picking on you a little bit this way, but sure. let me let me take you from the idea of math and statistics. And don't worry, it's not going to be really, really super difficult. If you wanted to make, if you wanted to turn your car around, literally do a 180 degree turn, the quickest way, okay, the in, in the shortest distance, would be to do the old Batmobile bat turn. Turn your wheel sideways. And, 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 and turn around that way. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, the usual accepted form when you're actually driving would be to get to a position in a street and literally make a U-turn. Bring your car around, come backwards. 
Sound point if you can't actually make it work. But yes. Okay. So if you wanted to turn your car and you had a completely flat and level playing field to work with where there's nobody else around you, you could, if you wanted to make a left-hand turn, you could make the slowest, calmest left-hand turn that took miles to get around and eventually make that turn, but it would just take a super long time to make that turn. Yeah, that's a fairly accurate description of evolution if, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> See? Man, it, it's it's amazing when you go ahead and you make it nice and simple that way. Even somebody who's drunk off the rest can figure it out. Oh, well, Good, thank you. About evolution, though, even though I'm drunk. But, That's yes. right. but, the, but the point of it is, evolution works in such a fashion where if it's not 50%, if, if, if it's not 50% for being able to live versus not being able to live in an environment whichever way you are leaning one way or the other on that statistical tipping point will determine if in the long run your species or your group necessarily continues or doesn't in that particular area again over a super long amount of time and as a selective pressure is applied yes which is why uh, so many people from New York City, for instance, uh, move down to Florida because they don't want to live in in New York anymore. And Florida, Florida slowly becomes more and more what it is. I know it's not quite the same thing. I was going to say, great source for stupid news. Yes, evolution isn't conscious like that. Like evolution doesn't make decisions. You know, it, it is it is the selection process, and that selection process makes it so that you don't know what is going to happen 15, 20, a thousand generations down the line. It's just what happens to be pliable to the environment. And everything that's changing in the environment uh, changes that selective pressure, right? Changes the way that we're selected, changes the way that things are selected. It just so happens that we aren't having selective pressures applied to humanity. Well, I mean, you know, maybe seatbelt laws and helmet, helmet laws, perhaps. Well, the other thing too, though, is okay. Like, um, you know, trying not to dive too much into politics here, but, uh, you know, sure. we, we do have a, no, we do have a bit of a climate change issue coming. Sure. It's slow. Um, and if things keep going the way they are, you know, we are probably going to see a fundamental or a monumental change in, you know, the, the shape of the world as we know it. And I'm talking from a geographical standpoint. Yeah, maybe a polar. Um, yeah, it, it could, it, yeah, it could be polar. It could be flooding. We don't know. But I'm pretty sure that there will be some kind of adaptation as a result. Uh, the trouble is we don't last long enough physically for us to actually see it, you know, it would be for a scientist hundreds of years from now. Primates do, you know, yeah. our, our, our progeny will. Not yeah. Particular, but. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Our, our descendants will be able to mark the change. Uh, but because we're just so limited in terms of mortality, uh, in terms of life, we can't see it in, in, in our own lifetime sucks, but that's the way it is. Yeah, when when we have to deal with uh, trying to understand <clears throat> the timescales that 
these processes take, you know, it's, it's hard to say that something like that would be, uh, as, as was categorized as, as the, the term was used, a blood sport. And that's kind of where we ended up down over this way, mm. uh, the suggesting that evolution is, uh, is, is a blood sport. Um, I, I know I'm kind of taking that a little bit out of context, but only I'm sorry. The things that must die, right? Only in the things, only in the sense that, that, uh, you are weeding out the weak, uh, or the, the ones that aren't fit for survival, um, you know, applying a selective pressure is it is is a blood sport. We have had extinction level events that have created species like the mammals, right? Uh, it, 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 we've had extinction level events that have created the reptiles. You know, so in that sense, it is a blood sport. But in most uh, like everyday life, we just live our lives, and we're not killed by cougars or mountain lion, you know, lions attacking us and, and having to defend ourselves or, or be the, be the strongest. Uh, we, most of us just live our daily lives and, you know, procreate and go on and spread our genes. And we don't have a selective pressure applied to us currently. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a piece that's over in the, uh, over in the chat. And I, I want to go ahead and get this one. Um, sure. Evolution false had said, uh, quote, there is no observational support that random mutations, including beneficial mutation, can or did build genomes of the animal kingdom. Okay. Um, I am not an evolutionary biologist. I'm, I am not one that I'm not one that has studied all of all of the pieces that go into that particular uh, that particular piece. Of which there's there's a lot in there. I. I give you credit on that. However, uh, I have linked on several occasions on a, a lot of past shows, and I, I guess I'm going to have to relink it again. There was a demonstration of E. coli that was put onto an agar table where it was, uh, it was allowed to uh, propagate through the agar where there was no antibiotic and then uh, a little bit past that, there was a bar of one times the medication antibiotic. I, I, I forget what exactly it was. The medicine that was typically used against E. coli at a one-time concentration. And then another bar after that that was 10 times the concentration, 100 times the concentration. And I don't remember if they went to the 1,000 concentration, but over the course of... 14 days, it was observed to have been able to traverse through the agar through at least 1,000 times the usual dosage of the medication that would otherwise have stopped it. Now, to go ahead and say that there's no evidence for beneficial mutation, and it, admittedly, I'm not going any further into adding into genome, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that, that whole piece. I will grant that part for the moment only because I don't have it. But to say that there is no observation of mutation, beneficial mutation, that's, that's simply, uh, that's simply not true. And unfortunately that specific one is incredibly scary because that's how, well, to, to use a meme, are you trying to get super bugs because that's how you get super bugs that 
can kill populations, multiple, multiple dozens and hundreds and thousands of people in populations because of this stuff. And I'm not a biologist either. Uh, my father happened to be a biologist and a young earth creationist who happened to believe in evolution. He had some real serious cognitive dissidents, but I happen to know that there is evidence for mutation, beneficial mutation. There is um, Darwin's finches, for instance. There are um, the the the, black, the brown moths uh, in England, for instance. There are lots and lots of examples of beneficial mutation um, that we have actually observed and that we can track through the genome. Um, you know, this stuff can be studied. It can be quantified. We, we understand it. it we, we are past. Good morning. Good morning. Yep, we'll get you in just a second. Go ahead and finish up. We are past the stage where we don't understand genetics. We understand genetics and we understand how mutations happen. And, and those critiques are not valid anymore. So joining us this morning uh, from over Paris, France. Uh, good morning, Joseph. Glad you were able to make it. Yeah, good morning. I am so late. <laughs> it happens. I mean, it's been a, it's been a, it's been an eventful week over your side of the pond. So you know, it's yeah, on more than one way. Fair enough. All right. I'm I'm gonna go and come back because I can't hear our guest. So no worries. I'll return right away. I'm gonna okay. give you all back to Renee. Sorry about that. Okay. okay. It was very nice speaking with you all. Yeah, have a great time. Thank you. So getting back onto course though, um, what we're, what we're actually ending, uh, what we're actually kind of pointing out is that for the Abrahamic religions, the use of blood as iconography, as, as part of the narrative story is, um, I guess probably the, the nicest way of putting it, the, the most accurate way for me at least, is disturbing, especially considering um, how much blood is used, how often it is used, and the amounts that it is used when we know full well at this point that open, I guess probably the, the best way of putting it, open containers of blood is well i guess probably the it, it is absolutely an attractant for insects first and foremost uh, uh i mean bridget you're you you've got you've got the most knowledge about this uh, from a, a medical standpoint i mean open open containers of of blood is simply it's unhygienic well Yes, but I mean, leaving leaving our current knowledge of protocols for this kind of stuff, uh, leaving it aside, leaving the germ theory part of it out of the equation for a couple of moments, the macroscopic level stuff. Like I said, insects are are going to flock to this kind of stuff, and I have to imagine that there are got to be a, a lot of other macroscopic animals uh, carrying. Uh, creatures especially that would just be attracted to this to to no end yeah um i <laughs> um, i haven't slept in two days um, no i i get it <laughs> but 
I mean, putting germ theory aside, I mean, it's just, it's a health hazard to everybody just to have it out there. I could imagine you having, you know, wolves come up and attack or, you know, lions, something like that, have flies, mosquitoes, just, yeah. It's just, it's gross. The stuff rots. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's an organic compound. Of course it's going to decay. Yeah. I'm just like, why would you want all of this blood? I mean, what purpose would it serve? You know, as as far as what kind of a good would it serve? I don't think well, it does. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to dial it back to the you know an, an ancient world thing. Okay, hold hold that hold that thought. Don't mm. don't lose that thought a second. Um, evolution. Uh, I want to go ahead and I want to put something out there really quickly because you've you've used an expression a couple of times here and uh, I I would really really like for you to uh, to understand where I'm coming from. You remember the part where I said earlier, don't be a dick. I'm I'm going to ask for you to really really reconsider what it is that you're saying at this point because more than once I've seen you ask for the defeater for the existence of God, the defeater for Christianity. That's not how the show operates. That's not how I want my show to be operated because ultimately this is my show, even though I, I think of all of us contributing to it. I'm going to ask you to, once again, please be mindful. Please be respectful. We're not here to say that Christianity is not a thing, that Yahweh is not a thing. We're not even dealing with that part. We're dealing with the specific piece that the Abrahamic religions are blood cults because of the way that they have shown themselves and how they have institutionalized themselves in their written word and by deed according to it. Please keep that in mind, because if if you're not going to be mindful of everybody else and you know not going to participate in the discussion as it is, I'm going to ask you to not discuss because it's really not being mindful for the rest of us and for the show at large. I really try not to be, you know, the heavy here, but come on, man, just don't do this. I'm sorry, Dallin, please. No, by okay. all means. no, all I'm thinking of is Bridget. Maybe you can help me on this one. I don't know. Um, back in those times, you could die from a small cut. Mm -hmm. Just, because of infection, because of that, this, that, and the other thing. So I wonder if blood was considered somewhat precious because if you lost too much of it, you died. So I wonder if that's, if that's what it meant. Like, you know, blood being a sacrifice means you are giving of your life or you were giving a life. And with, with how bloody the old Testament was, I mean, with the, the sacking of all the cities to establish the nation of Israel, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, go, go forth and spill somebody else's blood so that you don't have to spill your own. I mean, it's, it's a hell of a motivator when you're trying to get something done or when you, when you as a leader have a specific agenda, how do you, how do you motivate people to fight for you and potentially die for you to fulfill something that you've had stuck in your obsessive little mind for so long? Well, let's see, let's, let's throw a God in there. Let's throw a uh, sacramental significance of blood in there and, you know, 
throw it all in a blender set to puree and then, you know, pour it in a pan, bake it at 450 for 30 minutes. And you've got the formula for a conquest. You've got the motivation for an army to, to, to go forth and conquer in the name of God, but it's really to satisfy your own desire for conquest is what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> this is total head cannon here. This is total. I've got nothing to back me up. I'm just spitballing here trying to figure out what's the significance of blood, you know, and we're talking pre pre Christian. Mm -hmm. I mean, and this, this, yeah, the significance of blood in, of course, the Christian world, of course, is the communion. I get that. Mm -hmm. I understand where that comes from, but where, why so much in, in the Old Testament? Why, why was it so significant? And I'm thinking there has to be some kind of real historical reference to it, like to a reason for it, um, like outside of the Bible, not necessarily talking about, you know, the biblical stories, but what the world was like at the time that those stories supposedly took place. If any of that made sense. You, I think you've got it exactly right, but I don't think there's any history to it. It's um, it's more ignorance because imagine yourself without any medical knowledge, without mm -hmm. any scientific knowledge. You know, you cut yourself and this amazing red stuff starts coming out of your arm. You know, that mm -hmm. you can only compare to water. And, you know, until uh, until we started to have at least a basic scientific knowledge. I mean, this was our, our to use a term, uh, life's blood. I mean, it was, it was our essence. It was everything. Yeah, quite literally. I still, I, it just one small point. Uh, Bridget? Mm -hmm. No, I still can't hear Bridget. Can't hear me? Yeah, this is something that we had uh, before. And unfortunately... I'm going to try one more time. Just, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry okay. about that. This is nope. popping in and out like a yo-yo. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Be back in a bit. Okay. Unfortunately, one of the technical things that just doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. The last time we fixed it was because I restarted the entire show. And well, um, now that we're recording, we can't do that. Yeah. It's not going to be fun. So the... big problem of the whole damn thing is trying to figure out where does it all come into play as in where I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little bit of fun for a, a second here so just bear with me a second we know that every tool has to have a force behind it something that does work needs to have a force to make something operate a screwdriver needs to be twisted in this case the force of the twist is imparted by it could be a hand it could be a machine because i mean you know cordless drills and, and cordless screwdrivers you get the idea unless it's sonic in which case you got bigger problems than i got to deal with you could have a screw 
powered in, in one way with a crank at one end, or it could be used by a, a different machine in order to operate it in order to move water. The Archimedes water screw, I think is what I'm thinking of. I could be wrong. Anyway. And even though the old expression is it's magic, ain't got to explain shit. Well, even magic or divine power, just, just go with me on a second here, would have something making whatever the work is happen. And I'm kind of wondering if at some point, perhaps, blood was seen as the motivator for making something operate. The same way that we would use gasoline to power a combustion engine, that blood was viewed as the fuel for God's power, which is kind of really gross. Now that I, I think, think about um, it. you know what I mean, though. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from, but I, I honestly I more appeasement, though. Yeah, I, I think honestly, in terms of the finding the significance of blood, uh, we could really use like a uh, somebody who's who's got some knowledge in archaeology. Uh, cultural anthropology, etc., um, to come in, to, like to come on the show and actually talk about it, just so that we could get some context as to the whys. Um, but you know, you were talking about uh, blood before, and it reminded me of something I, re I learned in school about uh, phlogiston or phlogiston. It was a theory that um, it, it eventually became the oxygen theory. Um, and I was trying to figure out the name of the person. I, I can't remember if it was, I don't think it was Paracelsus, but I could be wrong. Um, he would actually lock test subjects in as close to a sealed room as they could make back in the day. Like we're talking the 16, 1700s here. Okay. And they would suffocate. Well, so the question is, but no, but then the question is why, why would they suffocate? And the thought was that it was this phlogiston, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, that was somehow leaving, you know, depriving them of something. And it, it's because they didn't know, like, why do we breathe? What, what's, what is there in the air that we need to survive? Okay. And eventually, you know, and eventually that became uh, the oxygen theory, which is what we know now that our bodies kind of depend on that thing. To, you know, keep things running. And if we have, if we don't have too much, if we don't have enough of it, we die. And if we have too much of it, we die. And can you imagine that the Greeks even had, the ancient Greeks had basic knowledge of this? Um, yeah. And, and you know, that, that's really the bad thing is. They were just on the way there. Yeah. But it wasn't until like sort of the Renaissance that a lot of, you know, Greek philosophy and other things finally came to the fore and became, you know, chic in the so-called modern society. You know, yeah, so, so much was, was buried because of religious practice. I think because of religious practice, you know, because all that stuff was no, oh, it's witchcraft or it's verboten to borrow a phrase. Yeah. Wasn't it, uh, wasn't it the Greeks that had the idea of the four humors originally? Well, they, they had the four elements. I know that much. Yeah. I'm trying um, to remember now, admittedly, the four humors were not nearly scientifically accurate, uh, but, but as the idea of pre-scientific 
first steps. Yeah, okay, not a great first step, but they were baby steps nonetheless. Yeah, here's one for you. Sure. Um, okay, so the, the creator of the theory of the four humors, uh, blood, yellow bile, black bile, and phlegm, which well, sounds, like a, sounds anybody, like a really bad comedy troupe, but you know, anybody that's been to a convention knows full well that the phlegm part is definitely going to be there, right? Bridge, <laughs> say, look at her, she knows. Um, Where does the black bile come into it? Uh, that's uh, too much Pepto Bismol. No, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's it's yeah, that's that's I'm, I'm not up on the humors, I would just really never study um, them. Well, it's, 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 it's funny, funny. Th these were the, the first. Like they, they were hype, they were hypotheses. Yeah. yeah. And, and here's how they actually translated. Uh, yellow bile was considered the element fire. Black bile was considered earth. Phlegm considered water and blood considered the element of air. Hmm. That's how they eventually translated it. Now the creator, this is going to blow you away, was Hippocrates himself. Hmm. The, the person after whom the Hippocratic Oath was named was yeah. the guy that came up with all of this stuff. Okay. Um, that's that's interesting. Yeah. It's um let's see. Yeah, the credited with developing the theory of the four humors and their influence on the body and its emotions. Um let's see. Something else here, the four temperaments. Um I don't know, it's it, it's quite the uh it's quite the dive. Um, but needless to say, I mean, you know, it, it started there. And I mean, you got to start somewhere. That's the thing, you know, and that, that's what so many people I think these days don't understand about, about science in itself is that, you know, and <clears throat> I would say that for, for years, I would say for the majority of my life, a lot of things in science were accepted as, okay, we've come as far as we can. But now, lately, we're discovering more as technology advances, mm -hmm. as mathematics expands. And a lot of things are happening at once that are allowing us to discover a lot of things in a short amount of time that are throwing a lot of um, once thought of as static you know, concepts or proofs of science are now realizing that, you know what, we're, that's not quite right anymore. We're documenting our own ignorance. Basically. We are. No, you're right. We are. But the thing is, um, so much is changing nowadays, like um, even theories of black holes, mm -hmm. um, you know, as one. I knew it as one thing when I started, you know, when I grew growing up, things have changed so much now that um, I, I can't quite follow it all anymore. Um, now we've kind of sort of seen one. I, I mean, I'm not going to get into no. the whole thing like, well, this is actually the shadow, blah, blah, blah. Look, no, we look, got it. We got it. We got you know, it. Go ahead. It, it's their deal with it. Um, but other things too. And I think so much is changing nowadays that people, you know, in, in our generation, there, I think one of the reasons we're losing so much faith in science as we've been hearing lately is because the, the time where things were rigid, 
is gone and things are starting to move and change again to the point where a lot of people just can't keep up anymore and they feel confused. So we need a, and we need a sense of certitude, certitude. Uh, the majority of people do. Yes. Yeah. And that's directly linked to our survival instinct again. Yeah. You, you want something that. that something you can rely on, you know, something that you always know if you poke it, X is going to happen. But nowadays with the way science is, is discovering new things, you know, today it's, you poke it with a stick and get X tomorrow. You poke it with a stick and it eats you. Well, <laughs> not exactly because you know, it's funny even with all their scientific progress, how little changes. I mean, we're developing new technologies, new means of energy, but like if you say, if you poke something with a stick, um, we'll still get the same reaction. It's just our understanding of that reaction that changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This, so this it's, will... it's the why behind it that, that kind of yeah. gets to me because I think at the base, um, there's a huge misconception of the scientific process. All scientific processes is documenting, documenting reality. That's, that's it, yeah. you know, because we're born into this world and we have limited tools for survival. And of course we want to have as many tools as we can to ensure our own survival and understanding our environment. That's uh, that's a huge tool. And it's Hold basically it. all science is. Hold it. Okay. You know what? Uh, evolution falls. You wanted to get a rise out of one of us. Okay. Do you have, have a rise? <laughs> no. What we have is a serious misunderstanding and a serious case of I'm right because I believe that I'm right in the face of everything else. Evolution, you said the following, quote, atheists are not in a position to talk about capital S science because they hold to the, you did not put this into quotation marks, but you did capitalize. We have a troll. Capitalized uniformity of nature by blind faith. What does that even mean? For... Bridget, you do realize that we can kind of hear you. There's you've got a mute button over there. So let me go ahead and lay this out for you, and we will not discuss this any further at this point. Atheists are not in a position to talk about science. Then how about the Jesuits? The ones who went ahead for the Roman Catholic Church and tried to do scientific progress, even though they had it wrong because they were hampered by what the Roman Catholic Church told them that they were allowed to by the binds that they put on them. They went ahead and they did scientific discovery up to the artificially installed walls by the Holy Roman See. And they stopped because they were told to stop. But if they had continued on, they would have continued on into the areas that the atheist scientists are the ones that are continuing to push past and push forward through. And come on, dude. I don't, I don't, remember see, what the, I don't see what atheist has to do with it at all. Exa exactly the point. Mm -hmm. Chief, look, I asked, I asked nicely, I was respectful, and I was mindful. Don't 
be a dick. At this point, you're tipping that scale to the point where you will not be welcome. Dude, and if you want to go ahead and discuss this at a different point, fine. But as far as I'm concerned, what you're talking about has got nothing to do with anything else. I would ask the rest of the chat at this point to ditch that unless there's something that is really worthwhile because if you're not going to be if you're not going to be honest about the discussion i don't want to even bother with the discussion as far as i'm concerned that's closed i've just got one thing to add i mean who has the fucking arrogance to tell somebody that they don't have the right to ask a question and, and another not and isn't that the entire point of the whole damn show that we've got we are just lay people who say i want to learn and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to ask the question, why? Isn't that the whole point of the damn thing? And tell us we're wrong, but I'm sure you can prove and it. And how? And how? Mm. So, with that, you know what? Evolution, as far as I'm concerned, you, you want to go ahead and be dishonest at this point. I have nothing to say for you. And at this point, I'm not going to block you. I'm not going to mute you. I will allow you to go ahead and talk up whatever it is that you'd like to say, but no for well at this point. You have nothing of interest for me as the host of the show at this point. And the rest of the live chat can do as they will. I'm just going to suggest, why bother? <clears throat> Some seem to think that, you know, if if evolution, imagine if it, if it, uh, they had suddenly had to accept that it was true that they would all turn into monkeys or something. Well, what would that change in our environment? It would change absolutely nothing. Well, I'd have an extra hand to hold my drink because I'd have a prehensile towel again. Okay. Yeah, the Oof. fact that you say again that scares me. Well, we we have we have vestigial tailbones, mm -hmm. just not the muscles to go with. Okay, muscles I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, yes, you, it's, it's fine. The, the way it sounded as though like you somehow lost it when you turned 39 or something. I don't know. I, I, I'm wagging mine right now. I'm talented. <laughs> you, okay. This is not. That's not his tail. <laughs> Whoops. <cut it backwards. laughs> I ask for a respectful oh, show. I ask God, for a show that it. I could be proud of. You know, the, 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 the lot of, you said that you're not drinking any kind of alcohol. What the hell, man? What? Um. What? If I was drinking any alcohol, I'd be, I'd be, if I was drinking any alcohol tonight, given everything that's happened, I'd be uh, a hell of a lot more explicit than I am right now. Point. Mm -hmm. Point. Speaking mm -hmm. of which, you do, you're, you're being very good so far. Mm -hmm. um, Thank you, hon. No, not you, her. Ah. See, it's not always about you. I know, I know. You can fall asleep soon, aren't you? I'm watching uh, Tucker. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if, if that's what's yeah. keeping you awake, that's good enough for me. Well, it helps. <laughs> it helps what? Exactly. Two days, no sleep. You know, I'm doing good to hang in there. <laughs> Are we talking about the same Tucker? Can't sleep. Clowns will eat me. Can't Except sleep. Clowns will eat me. Yeah, it's, that, yeah it's it's Tucker. <laughs> he just like his over there. Is that, is that bow tie Tucker? No. Uh, Tucker Drake. 
Okay. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Sorry. Yeah. Mm. We've already had him on. You you missed everybody earlier. You'll mm. just go back and, and watch the video. You, you, yeah. Is he, okay. Is he sleeping? I don't know. Anyway. So uh, we've uh, yeah, we've got about uh, we've got about fifteen ish. Right. It's okay. Fifteen ish minutes left. So uh, let's see. Let's see. Off the top of our heads, um, leaving leaving, of course, the the New Testament out because the blood sacrifice there is is all too well known right now, because you know, Good Friday, four twenty, Easter Sunday, half price chocolate day. Uh, like I said before, it's 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 baked chocolate zombie Jesus weekend. Okay, see, you can you can get away with that. I can't because New York still hasn't done that yet. But but that's you know, something I heard about that. There's something about somebody saying they like they like chocolate Easter bunnies because they remind them of the promises of God. Hollow on the inside, yes, I know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's the last big chocolate holiday until Halloween. God, yeah. that's depressing. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. <clears throat> it is true. It's true. Yeah, we all need a reason to diet. <laughs> you know, I feel so much better about myself now that I finally accepted that I am Italian and I will forever be in shape, which in my case is sphere, and, and there's just nothing else I can do about it. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, where was I going with this? Oh, okay, so... Going with just the Old Testament, and we're going just off the top of our heads at this point. Let's see if we can let's see if we can remember how many different animals there are for for blood sacrifice and and such. And we know for well we have to we have to start off with from Passover, the blood of lamb. Mm-hmm. We know that that's been. Wait, is it lamb or goat? No, it's lamb. lamb. It's it is lamb. Okay, it's lamb. okay, because mutton. <clears throat> nobody, you know, I, I've never, I've never understood. Do they have lamb for for Passover dinner? Yeah, they, they, see, the, the the idea was, they would slaughter that lamb, they would spread its blood on the door. Yeah, they would eat the lamb with bitter herbs and also eat unleavened bread. That was oh, the okay. deal. That, that oh, was the yeah. entirety of the deal. But yeah, isn't it funny it that all... Sorry, Bridget? I said they still ate it at Passover Saturday. Isn't it funny that all the blood sacrifices, there are, there are also things that are tasty for dinner? <laughs> I... Okay, I could I could debate you on that point. I'm, uh, okay. With, accepting, accepting, you know... I was going to say, full disclosure, I'm not a big fan of mutton. I just, I don't know what it is. That's not my thing either. I, I prefer barbecue. Well, that's all they have then. Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, I mean, when, when you're stuck, yeah, you 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 gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. I get and it. And I can do a good jiggle. Uh, um, you hold that thought one second. And Doc, uh, I have a name for Easter Day, but I'll wait for permission for the host to say mention what I call Easter. Have at it. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, doves. Mm-hmm. Doves. And um, and not just a normal bloodletting, not that I think that we can use that term, but to actually twist and rip the head off and and dump it out like it like you're like you poured out a pop can. Yeah. And and oh that's the most macabre beer beer can opening I've ever seen, ever heard of. Because I can't say I've ever seen that. 
you know, on, on the bright side, it's not like it's, you know, one of those ye old wine. Um, uh, yeah, okay, enough about here. Caligula. <laughs> Let's not bring Caligula into this, okay? I think the dove thing was for the poor people that couldn't afford lamb to sacrifice. I think that's why they did the doves. You know, why, why, why aren't, aren't there any ducks around? Why don't ducks ever come into it? Oh, um, dude, because they have teeth and they can fight back. Have you not tried to grab a duck? Seriously? It, it, uh, have you ever been to Canada? They're all over the place. Okay. And they're aggressive, too. They chase you. They yeah. bite. Canada goose do that, yes. Um, see, I, I wasn't going to bring duck, that up. <laughs> ducks are Canada's Americans. Uh, <laughs> no. No, Canada geese are Canada's Americans. Thank you very much. Yeah. 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 Now, I don't know if this is supposed. I don't know how to drive. <laughs> ah, flat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All I ask is for respect. Okay, so I don't remember if this was Old Testament, but I know that it is a Jewish tradition of getting yourself a chicken. Transferring your your oh your, yeah, you know, do, doing the whole I I I condemn you with my sins, and then spinning it around and and and, and breaking its neck, and then there, there's there's lots of uh, blood flying around from that. I'm pretty sure that's rather dramatic inaccountability. Yeah, no, the uh, the, <laughs> the the sin chicken ritual. Um, I, I know there's an actual name for it, but sin chicken would be a great name for a rock band. You know, we're we're still debating over on our side uh, whether or not a uh, a rock band with a bunch of guys who are Asian in descent are allowed to use the name the Slants because of the whole uh, slant eye thing. And, and if, if they can I, park it, yeah, if they could, if the, because if they can use it, then um, well, you can use pretty much because there's somebody else that wants to use the. Uh, wants to use the the word F U C T mm-hmm. as a brand name for a clothing line, and our government right now is like, uh, are we okay. allowed to? Look, I'm just going to come out and say this: there is a large swath of the North American population, Canada included, that needs a humongous backhand across the face and somebody screaming, "What the hell is the matter with you?" Or in their case, what the fuck is the matter with you? But uh, yeah, again, trying very hard to. Um, oh, we've already uh, had it. Whatever. No, no, no. Look, <laughs> I look. Behold my field. There's a lot of them there. I'm waiting for the power of ten to pick them and use them. That's okay. I, I, I'm tending to my garden of fucks with 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 much care right now. That's okay. Uh, I'm making Doc, my list. Yes, you keep it. You keep that list. Uh, Doc Waxen. Uh, Rich wants to shut up. <laughs> Dead Jew Day. Uh no, no, you're you're incorrect. It is Zombie Jesus Day or Lich Jesus Day. Wait, <laughs> it, it, yeah, no, you're right. On a stick day. I'm sorry. Dead guy on a stick day. Yeah, but not dead. See, that's the problem. He, he did. He, he's only mostly dead. You see, because all dead. Well, then you wouldn't have a religion after. But okay, you got dead. Okay, what you got to do is you got to jump on him a little bit. It's Zombie Jesus. Oh, nice dick. Okay. 
Okay. I'm sleep deprived. Sorry. But um, this is why I feel you know the, if the guy whether the guy existed or not, I I feel sorry for him. Imagine somebody doing this about your death. I would be proud to be remembered for generations to come. Ooh. That sounded wrong in my own head. No, no yeah, I, because what is it they what is, what is it they tell you? It doesn't matter if they speak of you fondly or if they speak of you ill, so long as they spell your name right. Yeah, as long as they get it right, your story right. No, because at know. that point you're dead. You really don't give a damn. You know, if you've got kids who are going to, you know, bear the consequences of something you've done. Okay, maybe that's a, that's a that's a call to maybe straight up and fly right a little bit, um, you know. But at the same time, like you know, for myself, um, I know when I go, um, I got nobody after me. Yeah, so, you are you are what you leave behind you. Exactly. And you, if the memory you leave has nothing to do with anything you ever did, or if it's you know, well, no, your your immortality is based on the legacy you leave behind. And so long as you are remembered by somebody, in a way, you're not really dead. Well, you're not really gone, I should say. Because the memory of you will live on in those people you've you've interacted with in your time. Yeah, that's it. That's part of the reason why, for me, I that's know for well that my, I will not have truly died for... <laughs> A hundred years after my physical body is gone, because mm -hmm. I have done, and I, I say this in all humility, I have done a lot to help influence and teach people, and I am very proud to have had that opportunity and to have done right yeah. by as many people as I could. And it has nothing to do with the show. It has everything to do with what I've done outside of this. This this is this is just something that's just going to be a little bit more permanent so 3022 hi i'm <laughs> glad that you got us on, on memory still thanks we appreciate one that. more f-bomb honestly uh, honestly if uh if any of this survives to 3022 i would be ashamed of the human race mm -hmm. hey I'm, but I'm, at least we're trying to get out of it no, that's true, but I mean, unless this is somehow on a data crystal or on some kind of like hundred percent hindsight, no. We, well, yeah, like I could just imagine people, like people, hundreds of years in the future, looking back at this, going, like, "How messed up were these people?" Yeah, but the thing is, most people don't even understand how messed up things are. So you know, yeah. Um, well, for a way out of it, I think. Yeah, but um, we're like those Greeks, maybe. Um, baby steps. Yeah. It's, well, it's, every, everything is a baby step. Everything, every step forward is not guaranteed to take you forward. You know, you're going to make a mistake. You're going to, you, you might go, you know, very far down a rabbit hole only to reach the end and realize, oops. That's what you science know? is though. That's well, exactly, exactly what science is. Yeah. Science is, it's a journey. <clears throat> It's there's, like, there's... can I, if I can put it really simply, it's helping our fellow human to survive. It's giving them the knowledge and tools mm -hmm. to better get by in the world. And that's it. That's yeah. all it is. 
But there's a few out there who who would be the quote unquote detainers of quote unquote. I think I've nested my quotes here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all knowledge, you know, and basically um, to make other humans rely on them for survival. That's their entire goal. And there's many ways to do that. And religion is only one of them. Mm -hmm. the, the other one is to be a political populist who apps knows next to nothing about the job they're doing, but can sell you a used car. I'm speaking with authority. You have to believe me. Or, you know, it's, uh, I've got the greatest used cars in the world. You ask me about cars. Nobody knows about cars better than me. Believe it. You know, same thing. I can still see him doing a commercial like that. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, uh, talking about Trump, of course. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, but, no, but that's the thing. Like you, you can claim to be the voice of authority. You can claim to have, to be the spokesperson for for a divine being, but uh, I'm sorry. I, I see. No, I, I, I see these people who claim to be the voice of God or whatever on TV that are pulling in absolute, you know, millions and millions of dollars from their followers. And that's contravening, you know, what prayer is supposed to be in the Bible, what, what you're supposed to be like, like these guys, they're charlatans. And honestly, if, if, if God was around, uh, you know, if the Christian God was around, like, honestly, I think he'd be showing up and like, just backhanding these idiots going like, you don't speak for me, you little bitch, you know? And I think we tend to, put the, we, we tend to, to put the focus on these guys, but we really have to change the focus to like, who's enabling them. There's, there's a common human trait that we need that yeah. voice of authority yeah or in at least in early life i mean there's no reason why we we shouldn't grow out of it and normally we can otherwise we wouldn't have that faculty but yeah but, um, but the trouble is is that the the socio-economic and political you know it's, it's a gordian knot it's conformism yeah but but to unpack it yeah. it is it's it's quite the it's quite a gordian knot like it is there's a lot of strings. There's a lot of things that would have to be addressed all at once, you know, to, to see any drastic change and to inject a little bit, you know, let's say in the way of education, you know, if everybody got a, a decent education to the point where they could, where, where they had the capacity to think rationally, you know, yeah. if we could just get that, but. Well, just starting by telling people you can, that's a great. Start. Yeah you know, but then, you know, we say you can, but then they go back to their circle like, well, I can. And the rest of them go, no, you can't. Yeah. That's exactly and then, it. so the next time we get together, we say you can, whatever progress we've made has already been erased by, by their group. Mm -hmm. So yeah. then we get more people here saying you can, and, and the more of us that say we can, then the more of us get demonized by other people. To say that, well, no, they're just, they're this, they're that, they're, they're this kind of people. They, they eat babies and, you know, and then we, we mock about it. We laugh about it because yes, we know that they're full of crap, but at the same time, how many, how many people would look at the statement atheists eat babies, you know, who's, who's on the believer side and actually believe it. And I'm willing to say there's a lot. 
you know, mm-hmm. especially like if if you've ever listened to Ben Shapiro talk about abortion. You know what? Hold 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 that thought. Hold that thought one second. Evolution, I was going to go ahead and tell you to get your ass out because you are being completely dishonest and all you are doing is proselytizing. I put it to you because we have to we have to wrap up as a matter of fact. I'm pitching it to you right now to follow this question and let us know. And I everybody else let let him go ahead and answer him her it she they i don't care what whatever pronoun you want to use i don't care the question on the floor do you as a christian believe that we atheists and i'm using the royal we are baby eaters baby killers that we have some kind of collective methodology for acquiring infant or proto-infants for our own mass consumption. Yes, I'm wording it way over the top for dramatic reasons. Mm. While that goes out and gives you time enough to answer, since we do have to see about wrapping up, and we will get to that answer in a second, let me go ahead and give everybody an opportunity of closing up with whatever whatever pieces they want to do. Bridget, you've been you've been giving a lot of time for folks and and, and thank you for letting the folks and, and grabbing them over. Was there anything that you wanted to go ahead and finish off for yourself at the moment? Um, not at the moment. Um, I think it was a very good topic for us to have a show on. I was glad I was able to grab people and pull them in and they were actually able to participate. That was pr- kind of cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Thank and, you so much. And and I wish that you all were here with me, but you know, maybe next okay. year. Maybe next Show year. Yeah. Next time. Yeah, next time it's going to be in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, I ain't making that. <laughs> but it's always on Easter weekend, so at least you always know when it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to drop a fair amount of weight just so that I can survive in Phoenix, Arizona. Jesus, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, so th- thank you for letting people pop in and, and participate. That was a lot of fun. Well, I appreciate it, hon. And uh, at least we know full well that that's the alcohol talking. Thank you. <laughs> These are smiling. Uh, Joseph, what uh, what last item do you want to go ahead and drop in while we wait? I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Evolution. I'm sorry. Did you misunderstand the question? Do you believe that we atheists are baby-eating abominations of humanity? And okay. This this is going to be my last word. Um, you know, because all of these stories and all this, it 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 doesn't come down to literalism. They don't think about it literally like that. It just comes down to one basic emotion, which is bad. As in bad. I see what I you, you did there. I, I <laughs> the reason I haven't face palm is I don't want to smudge my glasses. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's fine. If you don't, if you don't think for yourself, if you're not responsible for your own thoughts, you're not responsible for your own survival. So enjoy life like that. Fair enough. Dell. What last item you got? Uh this the, the whole thing it's a bloody mess quite literally yeah. I, I mean I no i mean 
I know in the ancient world, I think blood did have some kind of special value to it, which is why I think it's so, um, so present in all the religious texts and, you know, why the spilling of blood is considered a holy act because, you know, you are either taking of your own life or taking somebody else's life in the name of your God, you're, you're spilling blood. So I, I can see why, why it was so important, you know, in, in the books and I, okay. You know what? Unpopular opinion. I wouldn't exactly call it a blood cult these days because you're not exactly, you know, sacrificing your firstborn or a goat or something like that on the altar every Sunday. You know, it's definitely got its roots in it, but I think nowadays, well, nowadays, let's say the blood has been uh, replaced by money. Well, it's still you a know? cult of that's inaccountability. And it is. And that's what it sacrifice is. was all about. Yeah. You know, but now your sacrifice is part of your income. You're they're they're bleeding you a different way. You know, hey, look if if, if the Catholics can make wine turn into blood the moment it leaves the glass, uh, you know, money can turn into blood too. And you know that because you got no money, you don't really live these days. Why isn't all that going to the Red Cross? That is an excellent, excellent uh, question. You know, um, problem solved. Yeah, there's there are so many. <clears> You're welcome. Unpack. No, there there are so many things to unpack about that, especially some of the events that just occurred in France recently, and the response I've been seeing to some of it. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. Uh, exactly. Mm -hmm. But I I see where you're coming from. But at the same time, like yeah, um, there's something about it. Uh, I definitely think all three have their roots in being a blood cult. Um, I like to think at least two of them have graduated from that, but that's just me. Mm. I think it comes down to, you know, most people, you know, it's the world is a scary place and mm -hmm. transposing or projecting our fear um onto objects or other things or putting the blame on other people or putting the responsibility on other people, you know, there's a bit of satisfaction in that to the ignorant. And mm -hmm. that's basically what it's based on. And, but I think you had it exactly right. That the blood is, it's symbolic for life and that's it. Yep. So let me go ahead and um, let me go ahead and hit my last item over with the live chat and then, Give you my last uh, my last lines the question that was on the floor very specifically the question that was on the floor was do you as a christian believe that we atheists as a group are baby eaters the first answer was and i quote the first answer was and i quote materialists and atheists generally are very pro-abortion. Does not answer the question. I posed the question again. The second answer was, and again, I quote, atheists generally like legalized baby killing. Again, does not answer with a yes or a no. 
the answers that we're getting you know what hold on a second let me do this just so that there is no there we go just so that there is no second guessing from anybody i'm going to do something i normally do not do here is the text window this is my window on on the side of my screen and you can see here is the first one materialists and atheists generally are pro-abortion the second one atheists generally like legalized baby killing like i said there is no answer to the question it is a simple yes or no it is not a nuanced well i think that some are yeah there wasn't even that much evolution false i have stated on many an occasion on the show i'm willing to discuss pretty much anything with anyone with one major major deal breaker if they are dishonest you are dishonest your persona non grata you can go ahead and just fuck right off okay <clears throat> now well, to be honest you have to have a concept of what honesty is i do believe that they have i however do not believe that they are exercising it i that don't think they said, do i think that it's for them it's a question of same and different and that's it in any case as far as to the idea of where we've gotten to at this point, and I, I've got something else that I'm going to end up talking about next week. I got to thinking about the whole, you know, where has science taken us? And because, you know, over, over the successive generations, we've learned more and more about how bodies operate figuratively and literally and what, blood really is beyond the literary uses for which i mean let's face it the idea of pouring out your life essence for the betterment of whatever yeah most people don't do that anymore and that's that's a good thing although the idea of having red wine at um mass okay um i don't like red wine so uh, whatever <clears throat> be that as it may you're the idea, dying. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the idea of of drinking somebody else's blood, even um, figuratively. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Yeah, I never thought of myself as a vampire when I was Catholic. I would really not like to think of myself that way. Still, and isn't it funny? It's the Catholics and the Christians who are the ones that are supposed to be able to hold off vampires. I don't know. Maybe there's a connection there. Anyway. The science part, I had a quote run through my head. You just don't get it, do you, Jean-Luc? The trial never ends. We wanted to see if you had the ability to expand your mind and your horizons, and for one brief moment, you did. For that one fraction of a second, you were open to options you had never considered. That is the exploration that awaits you. Not mapping stars and studying nebula, but charting the unknown possibilities of existence. This is what science is. This is what philosophy is. This is what happens when you combine the two to look forward 
not just into the human condition, but what is actually the fabric of reality, why our universe operates in ways that we can quantify because we're the ones doing the quantization. And I sure as hell hope I had that spelt right for myself in my own head. I don't know if I said it right, whatever. But you get the idea. We are the ones who are literally, in some respects, laying the foundations that are the road ahead for us. We are the ones who are making the way forward, standing on the shoulders of giants in order to see further and further and building the road that we can walk on to get us closer and closer to whatever that answer is out there. And sometimes we won't get there. Sometimes we will end up down some rabbit hole or other, and sometimes it will be a dead end, but there is no such thing as a bad end. Because every time we find out that we didn't get to the destination we thought we were going to get to, we find out what it was that we thought we were getting to, only to discover it might be a completely new area that we didn't even have any clue existed in the first place. And isn't that the beauty of being able to go down through those rabbit holes to discover the new the unknown, the unknowable at that point, the unanticipated, the unfathomable, the wonder that is existence. And we're not going to get there trying to propel ourselves with blood. We will get there through the way that we always have by asking why. As always, everybody, thank you ever so much for being with us tonight. We hope that you have had yourself an enjoyable time going through all this with us and found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives to kind of question for yourselves. And I want to thank you exceedingly much for spending part of your time because this is a holiday weekend we know that full well and the fact that we've had you know a bunch of folks be able to join us tonight has been especially especially gratifying so everybody thank you very much joseph thank you very much for your time uh i hope that your uh week is well restful and fulfilling at this point i'm leaving for the country tomorrow so Oh, be back wonderful. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, well, it's work because we've got some people from the Historical Commission coming to test me um, mm. research so far. But yeah, it's going to be a hell of a change from the Paris rigmarole and the yellow jackets and all that. Yeah, that's been for anybody that's not been paying attention to the news. Uh, Paris has been busy in the news. Yeah. I think that's probably the nicest way of putting it right now, right? filled by protesters or we're not even, we're not even sure what they want anymore so anyways but thanks for having me sir as always no worries man you take good care of yourself and sorry i was late well, it happens. okay i'm just glad you were here yeah yeah bridget also thank you very much you have yourself a great day. do you by any stretch happen to have any of your any of the cards with you as a matter of fact uh, I don't know if I gave them all away or not because I've been giving them out to people. Let me giving them all away. 
You didn't save any for yourself? Oh, I've got a couple in my pocket. Um, oh, there you go. See, shouldn't you be, shouldn't you be selling those? No. Uh, no. But I've been tabling and had some people I'm pick joking. some up off the table, and then I've been handing them out to people, and I think that you all did a great job making the cards. Thank you. Did you just autograph them? No, no but, but I did on a couple of them. Good. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I was actually thinking about putting a, a QR code on the back sides of them, but then I started to run out of ink in my printer, uh, and, yeah. and I was having a hard enough time getting that done. But I'm glad that they came out that pastel color that was well, the other darker ones i've already given out and you know they were on the table and people took them so Beauty. excellent very cool so you have yourself a great time people want to get in touch with you they can find me on facebook as bridget fitch or find me a blog at bridgetfitch2112.wordpress.com thank you you have yourself a safe drive home huh i will i'm gonna sleep tomorrow i promise i don't think that you've got too much of a choice in the matter at this point well, yeah, I mean, this is seeing my, you know, family of choice and I only see them, you know, sometimes every two, once every two or three years. And so I stay up and talk to people and visit. Yeah, so but, but eventually, eventually the body is going to have a thing yeah. to say to well, you. Well, I'm not, I'm not driving back until, you know, Monday. So I will sleep tomorrow and tomorrow night. Yeah. Again, I'll, don't, I'll think that this, don't think there's much of a choice in that matter. No, there's but. not. I'll, a couple of hours, I'm probably going to go face down. <laughs> Fair enough. Rest well. I will. And Dallin, of course, um, thank you for making me go, oh, I can't download all this now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hopefully, uh, moving forward, the uh, current rig that I have to uh, create those wonderful audio files and post up to holycrowdthevlogcast.com. There's your shameless plug. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to do it a little more uh, regularly now that uh, I actually have a machine with which I can do it. Um, anyways, that's where you will find the audio version of this show. Uh, you can always go back into the catalog. And by the time you've started at number one and gotten to this far, it probably will be 3022. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, just saying. Yeah. Um, as for myself, um, I'm actually doing a little bit of work right now. Uh, I, I normally talk about a blog site that I have. I might be looking at reworking it a little bit, so I'm just sort of I'm contemplating taking it down and starting over. We'll see uh, moving forward. But uh, yeah. yeah, he and I had a, a a particular plot point that might be helpful for later. And, and who knows? Maybe maybe he'll go. Oh, crap! I got to go ahead and I got to rewrite this part. Damn it! No, screw like, you, show. Like you said, it was probably what you suggested was probably the difference between um, three sentences. And a complete rethink on a lot of stuff. So let's see what happens. Let's just say um, elegant solutions are sometimes my thing. Hmm. Not always, but sometimes. So you all have yourselves uh, a great time. As was mentioned, if you'd like to go ahead and uh, grab the audio version, holycrapthevlogcast.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, all the information is available over there as well. The voice line, if you'd like to leave us a message again, is... Yeah, I know. I should really put it up over here. Is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. And of course, if you'd like to support us over on Patreon, feel free, patreon.com slash HCTV. I want to thank you all for being with us. Like I said, it is a holiday weekend. So, you know, when these come up, I never really, I, I don't usually think about, you know, 
how many people are ever going to be listening to us at any one time i don't think about those numbers i don't i don't i'm not going to say i don't care about those numbers but i don't care in in the point of i'll keep doing this as long as it's fun for me and that's that's really the important part and if somebody finds it worthwhile cool great thank you and if you don't well you know what that's fine because i'm gonna keep doing it because it's fun and when all is said and done isn't that enough so for those of you that are going to be traveling in any way i know that i will tomorrow safe travels enjoy yourself we'll be looking forward to seeing you guys again next week and i will be talking through for my opening next week Ah, oh, a piece of my past that I really, really don't like. Trust me, it'll make sense. But in the meantime, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. My lady, as always, too damn many years later, I am still in love with you. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you dream of me till the next time we get together everyone as always good night you've been listening to holy crap the vlogcast feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com where you'll also find links to our facebook youtube and twitter pages theme music is twisted by kevin mcleod available at incompetech.com and on behalf of all of us here thank you for listening